Good evening. Our top story tonight is, of course, Anthony Richardson. Had his pro day earlier today, and the Raiders are in love. Took him out to dinner last night. General manager Dave Ziegler, the first person to greet him after completing his workout. And Raiders going to host Anthony Richardson for a visit as well. Raiders are in love, but they're not the only team. And we also have several other pro days, including TCU. Quentin Johnston ran today. And we've got news around the NFL. Plenty to cover on Player Profiler today. And really, it is so, so nice to have actual news this time. Because yesterday, there just was not a lot to talk about. So we did our mock draft, and it worked out pretty well. And my mock draft looks even more accurate after Anthony Richardson's pro day. Because Anthony Richardson, he balled out. He performed stellarly. But there is one disappointing factor about Anthony Richardson. No more backflips. Anthony Richardson says no more backflips. He's not doing it anymore. I'm sure several teams that plan to draft him early told him, hey, knock that off. We we, we don't like the backflips. Don't get hurt. Come on. Don't do that. You, you, you're too valuable to backflip. So no more backflips for Anthony Richardson. He, of course, it's Anthony Richardson, and he doesn't have the most accurate arm. Will Levis. Far more accurate arm than Anthony Richardson, but Richardson does enough in terms of accuracy. And at the end, whoo, at the end, Anthony Richardson just took the top off a 74 yard pass, which I'm going to show you here. A 74 yard pass to Justin Shorter. And there will be people, I'm sure, that watch this clip and say, Oh, well, look, look, he slowed down. Look, he's slowing down. He's jogging. That's a that's an underthrow. That's an underthrow there by Anthony Richardson. Rolls to the right, unloads. But that's 74 yards. That is a 74-yard pass. You cannot underthrow a 74-yard pass because you're not throwing that in the NFL ever. There is not a time on earth where a quarterback will be asked to put the ball 74 yards in the air. This is purely arm strength. Same as Will Levis. That's all it is. Doesn't matter about the wide receiver. Doesn't matter that the wide receiver had to slow down because it's never going to happen. This is just purely a show of arm strength. Anthony Richardson has the strongest arm potentially. Threw it farther than Will Levis did. Will Levis threw it about 64 yards. Anthony Richardson reportedly threw it 74 yards. Now, I didn't get to count myself, taking the word of Twitter, but either way, two cannons of an arm. Anthony Richardson has more upside than Will Levis. He's more athletic, more rushing ability. But Will Levis, a little bit more solid than Anthony Richardson. The arm is just a little bit better. The arm is just more accurate. So it's going to be fun to see where these two end up. Anthony Richardson is still my number one quarterback in terms of dynasty, in terms of fantasy football, because of the Konami code upside. But Will Levis, no slouch either. CJ Stroud, no slouch. Bryce Young, not my favorite in terms of dynasty and super flex. He's my QB four. But the other three, 
They're battling it out. Going to be interesting to see where they go. But as for Anthony Richardson, he goes ahead and he meets last night. He meets with the Carolina Panthers and goes out to dinner with the Las Vegas Raiders. Not the first time that the Raiders have had went out to dinner with a top prospect either. So the Raiders, they're sniffing around that quarterback position. They're still trying to find someone other than Jimmy G to be their quarterback. They flirted with trading up. Panthers beat them to it. But the Raiders are in on these quarterbacks. The Raiders, I'm telling you, by 5 o'clock tomorrow, by that Friday news dump, the Raiders will have traded up to three. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. But as for Anthony Richardson, whether it's the Raiders at three, whether it's the Raiders at seven, or it's another team, whether it's the Panthers at one, because even though he met with the Panthers yesterday, Anthony Richardson will again go and visit the Carolina Panthers and meet with them once again. The Colts are going to host Anthony Richardson. The Falcons are going to host Anthony Richardson. The Titans and the Ravens are both going to host Anthony Richardson. Ravens probably hoping that the Colts give them their first rounder this year in that Lamar Jackson trade, in that offer sheet. Not going to happen. Anthony Richardson not going to be available to the Baltimore Ravens unless they stun the world in a trade up to three. How's that going to happen with Lamar Jackson's contract still unresolved? So Anthony Richardson got a lot of options, got a lot of teams interested. But again, the most interested team appears to be the Las Vegas Raiders. And I told you so. General, and again, I guess you could say, well, Jack, isn't this all smokescreen? It's smokescreen season. Yeah, sure. But does Josh McDaniels really seem like a smokescreen kind of guy? I don't think so. We all knew what was coming for weeks with Derek Carr. We knew that Derek Carr was going to get sat down. We knew Derek Carr was going to be benched. And then it happened. So, no, I don't think Josh McDaniels is keeping this one close to the chest. I think I'm just waiting for notifications here. I keep checking my notifications to see if a move has been made for the Raiders to trade to three or another team. But it's coming. It's coming before this weekend telling you now Cardinals are going to be trading back Raiders going to be trading up for Anthony Richardson immediately after Richardson's pro day general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders Dave Ziegler first one to greet him feels very much like CJ Stroud with the Carolina Panthers afterwards talking to quarterback coach Josh McCown we're going to play some basketball when you live in Charlotte felt very much the same Could it be, could it be that simple that CJ Stroud is a Panther? Bryce Young is a Texan. Anthony Richardson is a Raider. Curious, very curious, but we're going to keep you up to date with that and with all the other moves around the NFL, including the other players that are getting drafted. Cause it wasn't even just Anthony Richardson's pro day today. Osiris Torrance, the guard, the mauler, the, I don't know what word you want to use to say that he just whoops people up and down the field, but that is Osiris Torrance. He is just an ass kicker, to be honest. Osiris Torrance, the ass kicker. Perfect. So he's met with the Rams. He's met with the Falcons. He's met with the Saints. And Osiris Torrance had dinner with the Tennessee Titans. He feels like a Tennessee Titan, like a Mike Vrabel player. It's tough to see the Titans going with a guard. 
at 11 when they've got so many other needs, but it could happen. I mocked Osiris Torrance to the Dallas Cowboys. seems like their kind of pick, just an ass-kicking offensive lineman would be perfect to pair with Zach Martin. But either way, Osiris Torrance, he's getting some hype. Anthony Richardson getting some hype. I love Pro Day season. It is truly fantastic. It is truly fantabulous. You can't beat it. You can't beat Pro Day season. And you can't beat our friends over at Underdog. Underdog brings you the best best ball that there is. They bring you the best pickups that there is. Underdog Fantasy brings you everything that you need. They've got tournaments going on right now where you can draft all season long. If you tuned into the last episode of the Writers Roundtable, you got to see Seth and Ahan and Matt Babich. They all drafted together on Underdog. So use Underdog, sign up, and use promo code UNDERWORLD when you sign up for a $100 deposit match. You put in $100, you get $100 back with promo code UNDERWORLD over at Underdog Fantasy. But that will bring us to the other pro days around the NFL because it wasn't even just Florida today. It wasn't just Anthony Richardson. It wasn't just Florida. We got to see the TCU, the Texas Christian University pro day today. And Quentin Johnston, Quentin Johnston ran. Now, we're still waiting for official times, but Cody recording from his couch with the stopwatch on his... I didn't know he had a live stopwatch. He didn't even use his phone. Cody, with the stopwatch, click, click. He got Quentin Johnston with a 4-4-3. But it was the worst angle you've ever seen. So when you start to hear the whispers from the scouts that were at the TCU Pro Day, sounds as though it was a 4-5 that Quentin Johnston ran, which is fine, which is good. 4-5-5 for Quentin Johnston, 212 pounds, 6 foot 3. That's all fine. That is all fine and dandy. I just got a little excited with Cody's 443 because that would have put him at a 448. Quint Johnston at 448. Whoo. Lights are out. But Quint Johnston, he has the speed. He's fine. He's not as much of a deep threat as a Jalen Hyatt, but that's okay. He's a clasher on the outside. He's got more than adequate speed. If it is indeed a 45, that'll move him to a 455. And that's faster than Michael Thomas, faster than DeAndre Hopkins. So we're good. We don't have to worry about it. It's fine. Check that box for Quentin Johnston. Just would have liked to see a little bit more and would have liked to see Kendra Miller run the 40. But of course, Kendra Miller, he's coming off of knee surgery. And it seems like it's going pretty well. He's gotten up to 218 pounds following the combine. So he's still working out still putting on muscle, didn't have any crazy weight gain following surgery, which is good to see Kendra Miller is still working out. He's still rehabbing. He's attacking it very well. And he was honest that he probably could have worked out. He's feeling fine. He's feeling good. He thinks he can do most things. The reason he didn't is he knows he hasn't had the time to properly reacclimate, train, and so all of his times are going to be bad. So it's a business decision. It's not because he can't do it. It's because doing the 40 won't be his best foot forward, won't be his best time, and it's going to hurt him. So Kendra Miller, no 40-yard dash, but I'm excited. I'm excited for Kendra Miller. 
even without the measurables, because we know from his film that he is a good athlete. You can t- see that kind of thing on field. He's got long speed. We just wanted to see it official. We still expect him to have been in that four, four range, four, four, five, four, five, but for 218 pound back. Great. Great for Kendra Miller. No worries there. And the fact that he thinks he's going to be ready for mini camp and the fact that he thinks he's pretty ready right now, but they're just being cautious. They're just being smart about it. I will take that. I think Kendra Miller is going to be underdrafted in the NFL draft. And hopefully he's underdrafted in a lot of your dynasty startups or your dynasty rookie drafts because Kendra Miller's a stud. He's just a damn stud. And speaking of studs, Tennessee has a couple of those. Tennessee, the Volunteers had their pro day today as well. Tons of pro days today. Hendon Hooker had a little showing at today's pro day. Now, he didn't really do a whole lot. He's still rehabbing that torn ACL. But Hendon Hooker, he had some warm-up throws in. He did a little bit. Got to see the arm move a little bit, which is more than we saw at the Combine. So Hendon Hooker working his way back, doing some warm-up throws. And in attendance... Obviously not just for Hendon Hooker. They're obviously looking at Jalen Hyatt. They're looking at Cedric Tillman. They're looking at all sorts of players for the Tennessee Volunteers. But Packers GM Brian Gutekunst, who, interestingly enough, Cody did. I don't know if you remember this, but Cody mocked Jalen Hyatt to the Green Bay Packers pretty recently. So interesting that the Packers GM is at his pro day. The Titans head coach Mike Vrabel was at the Tennessee pro day, as was Eric Bieniemy, the commander's offense coordinator. So couple of these big wigs coming out to the Tennessee Pro Day. Jalen Hyatt, I don't know if he ran today. I don't know. I saw him doing the short shuttle. I didn't get any numbers on that, but Jalen Hyatt at least participated, did some workouts at his Pro Day, but not all of them. Cedric Tillman, we saw him do the 40, and on Cody's little stopwatch there, click, click, Cedric Tillman ran a 4-5-3. This one looked like it was uh, actually I, I shouldn't even say that. I I didn't see the, the I didn't watch it. I was preparing for the show after work and I didn't get to watch it. But I don't know if it's more or less accurate than Cody's time on the Quentin Johnston, because based on the Quentin Johnston, four, four, three to four, five, oh, that's a point oh seven that we're adding from Cody's couch stopwatch. So if that's the case, Cedric Tillman would have ran the four, six think he ran faster than that. I'm going to trust Cody's 4-5-3. At the Combine, though, when he's live and in person, that's when the stopwatch hits. That's when the stopwatch is important, and that's when it matters because so many of these NFL teams, you don't realize, they don't use the official times at the Combine. Player Profiler does because that's what we have to go off of for every single player, and that's why Player Profiler adjusts point zero five for every player at their pro day because historically there is a difference with the laser time at the combine versus the forties at pro days where it's hand timed. There's a 0.05 difference in that accounts for your reaction time. We are really good at stopping the clock at the right time as humans, but we are not very good at detecting that very first movement. And so That's why 40 times that are hand-timed are typically delayed. But so many NFL teams will take that information and say, well, 
if we're going to have different times from our pro day to the combine because hit stopwatch versus laser, why don't we just time them all ourselves? Why doesn't every single prospect that runs at the combine, we ignore the official time, we use our data, and that way everyone's on the same playing field. Everyone has that user error. So it's interesting that teams used it that way. And because of that, you get all sorts of discrepancies. You hear that Tank Dell, he ran a 4-4-3 instead of a 4-5. All sorts of interesting things. Unofficial, ooh, unofficial time for Quentin Johnson. Let's go. See it coming in here. I am excited. Please be under 4-5, please. 4-5-1 and 4-4-9. Perfect. So under that 4-5, that puts him at 4-5-4. Love to see it. Absolutely love to see it. Still, still good. Quentin Johnson, four five one, also would have put him at four five six, which is also good. So yeah, we're good with Quentin Johnson. Those are his unofficial. We'll see what Draft Scout ends up putting out when those numbers come in. But excited to see that. Not excited to see Cody go with a four six zero for Eric Gray, the running back. Didn't like that. Hope that one's wrong. <coughs> and didn't like. Well, I guess this was. Abana Kanda's first run and Cody got him at a 4-4-4. Scouts got him at about a 4-4-1. So that one adds up. His second run that apparently was in the 4-3s. Israel Abanakanda is fine. Lots of boxes checked at all these pro days. Anthony Richardson, check, check, check. Lots of check marks for him. Quentin Johnson checks those boxes, check marks for him. Kendra Miller doesn't check the boxes, but still we'll give him a check mark for being in the right weight range. Hendon Hooker, he's progressing well. Check mark that off. Jalen Hyatt, check that off. He did stuff at his pro day today. Cedric Tillman, check that off. I love pro day season. I really do. Don't love this news on Jalen Carter. Now, this is just rumors, and I'm just reporting what I read out on the Twitterverse, out from The Athletic. Apparently, the Raiders have taken Jalen Carter off their draft board. So if I'm wrong, and the Raiders aren't trading up to three to take a quarterback to trade, take Anthony Richardson. It won't be Jalen Carter that they draft at seven. And following that initial report by the athletic, I didn't see who sourced this because I was just about to go live, but I saw several teams are out on Jalen Carter have completely removed him from their draft board. And that just sucks to see sucks to see all of the off field stuff impacting this young man's life we hope he can get it together we hope he can have a successful career in spite of all this but for now we just have to go off of those whispers and we have to go off of reports and interviews and conversations and there was a very interesting interview slash conversation today from the cincinnati bengals executive vice president so it's a long conversation. A lot of questions are asked. But the one that's circling on Twitter is the Joe Mixon. When they, they ask, well, is Joe Mixon, is he is he in the plans to be the starting running back next year? Oh, it was so, so awkward. It was so uncomfortable. And you read it. The quote was, Joe Mixon is our starting running back right now. But then you go and listen to it and the space between the words 
is so much more valuable than any headline, any written journalism could do. It was awkward. I, I implore all of you to go and find the executive vice president of the Cincinnati Bengals, whose name escapes me, talking about Joe Mixon. Yeah, he's he's our 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 running back now, right now. Um, in terms of the past and everything, um, he's he's our guy. He's our guy. And then talks about how there's a lot of legal issues that they hope get resolved. And it's clear that the Bengals have moved on from Joe Mixon mentally. And the only reason they're being coy about it is, well, there's a couple of reasons they're being coy. Number one, they haven't released him yet. And you don't go out and make it public before you do it. That would be disrespectful. But number two, there are legal issues going on. Joe Mixon has a couple of recent legal issues that we're not going to get into. But those complicate things. From the Bengals' perspective, if that ends up going south for Joe Mixon, they can cut him with and get the guaranteed money back, essentially. So it frees up more cap space, and they don't have to wait until June 1st. That's the other thing. They could designate Joe Mixon a post-June 1st cap, or cut, and save $10 million in cap space. Or they could wait until June 1st. That works the same way either way. They cut Joe Mixon now. They save five million. After June first, they save over ten million. And based on these comments today, based on the reaction to this question, the careful dancing around the topic of Joe Mixon, it is clear that he is not in their future. And then I saw some people reply, "Well, why don't you go out and, and check?" Again, because go watch what she said on Joe Burrow, on T. Higgins, on Logan Wilson. It, it's it's awkward, too. And yeah, it is awkward. You can tell she's dancing around the question and trying to not complicate it, knowing that we've got us. We're, we're probably going to re-sign all three of these guys and just the tone. And I'm again, all I can do is listen to these conversations and go with what I hear. And the tone about Joe Burrow's contract. It's just so jovial and so joking. I'm going to give you the same answers that the Eagles and the Chargers gave. It's the same answer. We're trying. Ha ha ha. This is fun. And then T Higgins and Logan Wilson, it becomes, well, yeah, there are, there are ways to make that happen. And it, it's still a positive conversation, but then you hear the Joe Mixon. And while it's awkward listening to her dance around the Mixon, or while it's awkward listening to her dance around the Burrow and the Higgins and the Logan Wilson, it's got a positive tone to it. With Joe Mixon, it is uncertain and it is very, very cautious. So Joe Mixon getting cut by the Cincinnati Bengals, making my draft, my mock draft from last night, look even more accurate. Bijan Robinson going to the Bengals. But we've got other news. It's not just... Joe Mixon and the Cincinnati Bengals. We've got Odell Beckham, who has multiple offers already on the table, including the New York Jets. Now, we don't know if these are $15 million offers, the one, what he was hoping for, but Odell Beckham at least has offers. My prediction is Odell Beckham is waiting for the Aaron Rodgers trade to officially go through. And at that point, he will accept the Jets offer. But I don't blame Odell Beckham for holding out until it's official. 
Because if this deal goes south and the Jets mess this up and they end up with Zach Wilson as their starting quarterback, Odell doesn't want to be there. And I can't blame him. Can't blame him at all. Not in the slightest. Odell, he's holding out. We have other receiver news. Marvin Jones re-signs with the Lions. They're bringing all of these veterans back. All of these good character guys coming back to the locker room. Marvin Jones spends two years with Jacksonville Jaguars. Returns to the Lions. $3 million contract. $5 million total in incentives. Fine. Solid depth piece. Solid signing. No complaints there. They still they need an upgrade at wide receiver three. Josh Reynolds, Marvin Jones, Collie Freeman, and Jamison Williams. Uh, outside of Amon Ross St. Brown, I just they need something, someone more exciting opposite Jamison Williams. Just my feelings, though. It's fine. I just really, really want this Lions offense to be high flying, high scoring. They need a DJ Chark replacement. That's all. Speaking of Odell Beckham, forgot to throw this in. The Ravens are interested in Odell Beckham, but they're also interested in Cortland Sutton, and they're interested in DeAndre Hawkins. The Ravens are actually trying at wide receiver. They're going out for big names, and I know Odell and DeAndre, they're older guys, but outside of acquiring DJ Moore, Odell and DeAndre Hawkins, two best wide receivers available this offseason. Cortland Sutton, he's younger. He's not as good as those two, but he's up up there too in terms of potential at least the ravens are finally trying something we have not seen for many many years it's been the same lather rinse repeat oh you want the exciting big name free agent wide receiver how about cap cut jeremy macklin how about uh, at least they tried with brashad perriman too but how about brashad perriman how about all of don't get me started on the ravens wide receivers Though, we must talk about the Arizona Cardinals. They no longer have to pay for their meals. The players on the Arizona Cardinals, they don't have to pay for their sandwich at lunch. They don't have to pay for their salad anymore. The Cardinals were the only team in the NFL where players were forced to pay for their own meals. Every other NFL team provides lunch, dinner, any meal that you are consuming at the facility, you are provided. The Cardinals took the approach, either bring your own or pay us. So that's done with. That's been changed. Jonathan Gannon reportedly making some sweeping changes across the organization for the Arizona Cardinals, making sure that this is a more positive work environment. And Sean Payton making some sweeping changes for the Denver Broncos. Apparently, Sean Payton is not impressed with the physical fitness of these Broncos. He doesn't want to put on the pads anytime soon. Sean Payton very well may wait as long as he can to put the shoulder pads on for the Denver Broncos. And the reason behind it is he thinks his team needs more time in the weight room, more time in the conditioning room, more time running, building up their physical fitness, endurance, looking at all the injuries that, that the Denver Broncos had last year. Sean Payton is not impressed. Sean Payton is not accepting it. And so we're going to see a completely different off-season program for the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson is no longer in charge. Nathaniel Hackett is no longer 
bumbling through it because according to some in the Denver Broncos facility last year, there were no one-on-ones. There were no seven-on-seven. So with Sean Payton in the building, the Denver Broncos, they're going to get back to the fundamentals. They're going to get back to conditioning. They're going to be back to a physically fit team, one that can compete or at least hang on while Sean Payton screams at them. (laughs) 